Rod, you look like you need to go to a barber shop. I am at the barber shop, Brian. You sell soap, do hair, and babysit out the house. Did you say soap? Yes. But yeah, you're right. I am your barber. I am a, uh, kind of a jack of all trades. I also do a podcast out of the house. And this year, I will be cooking a turkey out of this house. Which leads us to last year's Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, so it's Thanksgiving again, and we did a uh, episode on turkeys, whether or not you need to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving. I said no. I suggested that everybody, you know, yeah. give up turkey for one of the next three Thanksgivings. Just try a vegetarian Neither of us have done that yet. Not yet, yeah, no. I This ate, is the second year, though, so I still have a chance. Yeah, I ate the mess out of some turkey last year. Um, but the cook one this year, so we ate the mess out of it again. So have fun with this episode. Uh, we'll get, give a lot of good information about turkeys in general, about the history of Thanksgiving, how it came to be. So enjoy the throwback episode. Thanks. Have a good day. This is Alternative History. Darn it. This is Alternative. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Alternative History. So I was cooking uh, turkey the other day, ground turkey, and I was making dinner for, for the kids. Uh, Jessica was at work, and it kind of smelled kind of funky. I I still cooked it, and uh, I, I ate it. You went for it. I really I, I really wish I hadn't. It, my gut was churning. Like like Jessica came. I fed it to the boys. So me and the boys ate it because I'm willing to risk our lives. But I didn't give it to my daughter because you know, she's precious. <laughs> she's precious to you. I got you. <laughs> she's number one in my heart. So Jessica came home and she was like, "What the hell is that smell?" And I said, "I think the turkey. I think <laughs> I think Tom has gone south for the winter." No, no. So yeah, I I have an alternative history right now, and I wish I wouldn't have ate that turkey, and I probably would feel a lot better right now. And so this is Alternative History Podcast, and needless to say, with Thanksgiving coming up, this week's topic is going to be on turkeys. Turkeys, hopefully well cooked. Not I don't know. See, I don't Maybe. think it was. I don't think it was expired. It was just. I think it, it just kind of. Jessica was like. She tried to insinuate that I cooked it wrong, but I don't know how you... I mean, I was frying it on a pan, so I don't know, whatever. I probably did do something wrong to it, but anyhow, it was disgusting. But that's not to say all turkey is disgusting. Nope, not at all. So, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving. And again, welcome to the Alternative History Podcast, where we provide you a topic. We uh, then discuss if that topic deserves a different perception, merits a different history, or and a different result. If you listen, as you know, I'm Brian. And this is Rodrigo. We're... Uh, we talk about a topic, yeah. We figure out whether or not it uh, deserves a different result or perception. And turkeys, we're going to be talking about whether or not you should eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Last week we spoke about the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Check um, us out. You can always find those episodes, like last week's or episodes from, the begin- from that we've done in the past, at our website. Yeah, alternativehistorypodcast.com. Um, Visit, please check us out. We really appreciate it. Yep. So, turkeys. That's a good one. What do you what do you got on turkeys? So, the wild so wild like I got a lot of information about wild tur- domestic turkeys. There's not really too much to know other than they're really big. They don't fly. And they don't fly, and they're delicious. Um, so wild male turkeys typically can weigh between 11 to 24 pounds. Female from about 5 to 12 pounds, and they can run up to speeds of 25 miles per hour and fly. 55 miles per hour, so they're quick, so don't ever get in a 
foot race with one. No. <laughs> they'll chase you down. They'll chase you for real. The males are, uh, they, they're polygamous. Uh, they mate uh, with several hens. So it, male is that called a tom. Female is called a hen. Okay. So the males, the toms, they mate with uh, several hens during each mating season. Uh, to attract them, the, the males display their full plumage. So they puff out their feathers, fanning out these like really col- colorful tail feathers. Um, and they're pretty. They're like they're based. They're like Jordan Catalano. You know? <laughs> yes. Um, as Very we uh, as we talked about in uh, my so-called life. And this is called strutting. Okay. So I mean, we say when you strut your stuff, you're out trying to you know show everyone what you got. So that's what they do to attract the hen. Their habitat is uh, mainly open woodlands, grasslands, swamps, uh, and sometimes the Upper East Side of Milwaukee. Yes. Um, I don't know how, but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> living on dudes' porches and shit. <laughs> They're native to North America. They're prim- primarily found in eastern and central uh, United States, and they also are native to northern Mexico. Uh, the turkey is one of two domesticated birds originating in from the New World, as they called it. And um, there are the turkey industry that we have right now employs about 20 to 20,000 people currently, approximately. So we, we eat a lot of turkey during the holidays. So approximately 46 million turkeys are consumed on Thanksgiving, 22 million on Christmas, and 19 million on Easter. So you, an argument could be made that the turkey's worst enemy is Christianity. Christianity. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> holidays. Like, Jesus love him some turkey. The populations of turkeys, uh, they, so around the 20th century, the populations were decreasing uh, yeah. due to hunting and habitat loss. But as we'll talk about soon, 1940s, when the holiday of Thanksgiving on the, the, the date that we know was solidified, um, lo and behold, the turkey population started to increase. And uh, right now, it went. It, this, and this is the wild turkey population we're talking about. It was around thirty thousand at one point, and it, it's to around about seven million um, at this point. Uh, there are tens of millions of more that are commercially farmed every year. Um, and so, Benjamin Franklin, did you have something you want to add? You said something like forty-six million turkeys were consumed on Thanksgiving. Roughly, I have in fact forty-five million turkeys were consumed on Thanksgiving Day alone in twenty fifteen, with eighty-five percent of Americans partaking in the meal. That's an estimated two hundred seventy-six million Americans dining on turkey. So yeah, spending but... expected uh, spending one point five billion dollars on turkey. Yeah, to I mean that's industry. a good segue to Benjamin Franklin because Americans love turkey and so did uh, Ben Franklin I mean I don't know what his feelings were on eating turkey but he apparently opined the choice of the bald eagle over the turkey as the national bird so I didn't find any evidence that he was like actively campaigning for the bald eagle but or for For the the turkey turkey over the bald eagle but it apparently uh, he wrote a letter to his daughter where he was basically just kind of you know Lamenting. Lamenting. And he said, in one part, he goes, For my own part, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen the representative of our country. He is a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honestly. You may not, you may have seen him perched on some dead tree near the river where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. 
And when that diligent bird has at length taken a fish and is bearing it to his nest for support of his mate and his young ones, the bald eagle pursues him and takes it from him. So, I mean, he didn't, he, I mean, he thought the bald eagle was, you know, didn't a, think very highly of thief. the bald eagle. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. So, that's pretty rude. That's, and, that's a lot of thought given to the bald eagle. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like, we, we didn't have TV back then. I guess so not, they yes. Watch, they're like, I'm going to go see what these birds are doing. Well, yeah, it's probably worth bird watching. That was probably something to do back then. Like, yeah, for I guess, sure. yeah. So, I like watching TV. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't born back then. Uh, wild turkeys are rather intelligent um, as compared to the domestic birds. Um, they, uh, but domestic ones are bred this way. So the moniker uh, turkey, like if I call someone a turkey, kind of like how we talked about clowns. Yep. That's applied to basically someone who's like a dullard or someone who's foolish, uh, foolhardy. That's associated with the domestic bird the or the commercialized turkey. Wild turkeys rather intelligent they can recognize each other by voice they have approximately 20 unique vocalizations um pretty good. the mothers raise the poults from a poult is a, a, a chick a newly, a newly born um turkey uh, they raise them for about five months they're fiercely protective of their um of their chicks and they are very curious and inquisitive and they enjoy exploring and if you ever run into a wild turkey, you know that for a fact. And they're yes, they are fast as you mentioned. They're fast as hell. Yes. So, so when we eat turkey, everyone talks about the tryptophan, right? That's the tryptophan. myth, yeah. 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 So, so it does have tryptophan in it. It's an amino acid that the body uses to make serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that the brain that helps the brain regulate sleep. But this is found. It's also it's found in a lot of food. Like it's found in cheese, right? Yep. So you know, like yeah, when, you eat, when you eat a piece, a couple pieces of cheese, you're not like, oh damn, I need me a nap. I'm so tired. This cheese is wearing me out. <laughs> so I mean, if you eat a lot of it, yeah. But the most common reason why you feel tired after eating on Thanksgiving is because you've eaten so much. Yeah, and usually when you eat turkey, you eat like potatoes and like gravy Corn. regardless if it's Thanksgiving Green or not. Beans, you're yep. eating a whole bunch of other carb-based food. That's very so. True. Like, like tryptophan or not, if you eat enough to where you need to remove your pants or unbuckle them, like a that's nap why is you're coming. Tired, yes. a nap is exactly. coming. Like, you're not, you're not getting turkey. away from it. Like, exactly. That's tryptophan or not. So, Thanksgiving, we can go over the history of Thanksgiving a little bit. So that, that's, Inevitably, that's, when we talk about turkeys, turkey. As you said, you you, you mentioned because we're talking about turkey, we we had to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, they're they're so tied together right now. It's so uniquely American. Like that, yeah. when you're talking about how. The, the wild turkey is domestic or native to the United States, Speci- specifically in the Northeast. That's where like they were abundant, especially yeah. in colonial slash pre-colonial times. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and as a result, and as a result of that, and other myth passing along throughout time, the turkey has become the the, the meal associated with Thanksgiving. So inevitably, we must talk about Thanksgiving if we're going to talk about the turkey. Yeah, definitely. So. Harvest festivals, which is basically what Thanksgiving started out as, right? Religious, spiritual, and yeah, religious. Yeah, they, 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 they go back, they span cultures and time. Uh, ancient Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans, uh, they feasted and paid tribute to their gods during fall harvest. There's a, a resemblance to the Jewish harvest holiday of Sukkot. If I butchered that, I apologize. Native Americans have always celebrated. Yes, they have a rich history, uh, tradition of commemorating fall harvests uh, with feasts. Um, as, did so, Euro- as did Europeans later on. We're talking about ancient. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, yeah, we're talking, yeah. Everybody, we, basically, yeah. as you yeah. said, it's... it's, it's and, 
and travels time yeah, very well. So, so the idea of having a feast to celebrate the fall harvest and give glory to to God is not something new prior to what we call the original Thanksgiving. Agreed. In fact, even here in the United States, like it's always been kind of a religious observance. Sure. Not anymore, say, but definitely back then. And we have reports of. Thanksgiving services routine in what became the Commonwealth of Virginia as early as 1607. Uh, you know, in, and they say in uh, Jamestown, also in Jamestown, they took place, they took they had a Thanksgiving celebration in 1610. So yeah. there was, and as you mentioned earlier, there's also other people in the United States already that were celebrating Thanksgiving as religious observance, like Spanish folks were here in the 1500s yep. doing that as well. Yep. So, like, there's been a long history. Yeah. Of, of this fall harvest celebration. Yeah, it's been yeah, wor- a worldwide f- phenomena before it, we turned it into the holiday that we know it right now. And so essentially due to several, basically, we could argue like literary things that that, that, that passed on, what am I looking for, like, like myths, passed on traditions, oral traditions, Thanksgiving is now, we have a vision of what Thanksgiving was, uh, the first Thanksgiving occurred in 1621 with the pilgrims and the Indians. Like, that's what we've been taught. Yeah. And we learn in this study that there's other reasons that we believe this, but we'll get on to those, of course. Yeah. But the research here is that we have several, uh, you could say diaries, journals, by two main figures. One is Winslow and one is Bradford, right? Bradford was a governor and Winslow was a was just a, a pilgrim that was living in this era. Yeah. And so we know that this Bradford was a governor of the, of the Plymouth, Plymouth County, or Plymouth, yeah. I'm sorry, whatever, yeah. Plymouth, yeah. and he Plymouth organized, yeah. he organized the the first Thanksgiving meal, the first Thanksgiving, and the second one in 1621 and in 1623. Yeah. We know what they ate because of Winslow's journals, like they talked about what was in the in the Thanksgiving holiday. We know that turkey was probably there, but it wasn't the centerpiece. We know that turkey yeah. was there because they talk about hunting wild fowl. And we yeah. know that turkey is well, they're abundant, abundant. Yeah. in the Northeast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they were in, uh, I believe the colony was in Massachusetts. So, so exactly. Yeah. And so the way it plays out is that there is a Native American by the name of Squanto. He was uh, kidnapped by the British, by British pirates, I'm not sure who, and enslaved and taken to Britain. He comes back and is with the Wampanoag people. If I butcher that name, I do apologize. And he essentially serves as a translator to the people in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, have a pretty good relationship after this first Thanksgiving. But essentially, they get along. He teaches them how to he teaches them how to farm, things of that nature. Yeah. And teaches them how to hunt food here in, in, the, in the New World as he recognizes that they do not have enough supplies. Yeah, and that's like, uh, through his teaching, that's where they learned how to grow corn. And that's where... After that, that first successful corn harvest, that's where the nineteen sixty, or the, I'm sorry, the sixteen twenty one Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving occurs. occurs. And we know that though there was turkey, there was probably more seafood. If there's in terms of meat, like yeah, that's I mean, what they, they were said. right on the ocean, right? Yes. One article said eel and or lobster. Is lobster, what I heard. Yeah. You know, and, and lobster. A real, real quick tidbit about lobster. Lobster were so ubiquitous. You know, even like this is the sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. Uh, at one point, there were prisoners in the in the Northeast that petitioned to, or I think they brought up a lawsuit so that they didn't have to eat lobster more than like three times a week because it was inhumane. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they, it was they basically it was like the rat of the ocean. But mom so, loves now, lobster. Yeah, now it's, it's so great. great, and you just dip it in butter. It's and fantastic. Yep. Apparently, they didn't have enough butter to go around for all the prisoners. Anyhow, um, sidebar. So back to Thanksgiving. So. 
so we know like that uh that what we've been taught as, as how it played out wasn't exactly the way it played out but you know yeah. there are some aspects that are that are true based on these two journals yeah and there was a logical reason to eat turkey like we were talking like chicken and and cows were just were too valuable for other reasons for their eggs and their milk and their milk exactly so and so turkey, turkey does become the main thing the turkey is expendable exactly so. and so what we learned of course is that Thanksgiving continues to take place in in New England for hundreds of years essentially right and like we there's no official yeah. holiday, there's no official date, yeah. but we it's, it's celebrated on different days. It's different basically places. it's basically done in in the fall. Exactly. Right? You know? I think you even mentioned that there were parts of the country like in the south that didn't have any idea or dealt with Thanksgiving at all. Yeah. So what, so 1789, uh, no, uh, November 26th, George Washington issued the first known proclamation declaring a nationwide Thanksgiving on November 26, 1789. I mean, there were southern colonies, but there wasn't like the South. Right. Right. You know. 1817, New York became the first state to adopt uh, an annual Thanksgiving holiday. Several other states followed suit uh, afterwards. And around that time, it wasn't really well known in the um, developing South because, I mean, it was it was basically a northeastern holiday, exactly. holiday and, I mean, where it originally started. So, And that was basically until Sarah Joseph, Josepha Hale had hit the scene. Peter, she's a fascinating individual. Fascinating. I didn't know she existed until we started doing research for this. This is why I love this project, because you yeah, learn about new people. Yeah, this, this she's, is fantastic. She, her, her, uh, her nickname is the godmother of Thanksgiving. So I have her, I have it here, American writer born in the 1700s. Yeah, she's credited as the driving force making turkey the centerpiece of Thanksgiving. So the main one of the main reasons we eat turkey for Thanksgiving is because, because of her. Because of Sarah. Exactly. So, uh, a quick backstory on her. She was born in 1788 in New Hampshire. She was self-taught. So her brother, who was allowed to go to, go to college, give her his textbooks and she would study. She was a voracious reader, but all the books she read were written by men. So she wanted to change that. And she was inspired to, as she, quote, promote the reputation of my own sex. So she was not a feminist by today's standards, but she was very concerned with women having a voice. So she was, she, she also... Her and her husband had literary aspirations. They would study together, but unfortunately, in 1822, he died of a stroke, uh, leaving her to support five children. And uh, she did it with her writing, which is phenomenal. Like, At the time. Phenomenal. Yeah, like, it's, I, I got, it's phenomenal now, but even then. I'm married right? and I have three kids, and I, I can't t- find time to do writing, to write much. <laughs> having five kids and... By yourself. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, she pub- in in her time she's published a novel and two books of poetry. She uh, she gains no- notoriety by having been the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, and I can't help but think. <laughs> what do you that, think? I mean, she wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, so it's probably why we don't eat euros on Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> right, right. Like, if she that. wrote Mary Had a Tiny <laughs> Turkey, turkey. It wouldn't be. We, we would be we would be chewing down some delicious freaking euros <laughs> on Thanksgiving, like. The, the cucumber sauce just dripping down your mouth. There are, of course, other ways to eat lamb, like rack of lamb, which no, no, many no. people do. I, I need to eat it. As my mom said, a gyro. <laughs> Fair <That's> enough. A... <laughs> so she is, she's awesome, right? Mary Lou Hannah Williams is pretty phenomenal. good, just to start like, off, right here. Like, so that, that's pretty good. Some other awesome things about her, she became the editor of, of, uh, of Ladies Magazine in Boston in 1828. It was the first magazine edited by a woman for women. So she was like groundbreaking. In 1837, um, this magazine morphs into. I call it Goldie's Lady Book. That's uh, we're gonna go with that. 
And under her leadership, the magazine became one of the most popular magazines of its time, and she in turn became the most in, one of the most influential voices in America. And this is important in the case of Thanksgiving because she really pushes Thanksgiving yeah, in the magazine. I mean, this is a huge deal. Like, there's a turkey, pushes yeah. everything about how Thanksgiving is extremely so, important. She was born in New Hampshire, so obviously she had been around the ho- like they had the holiday mm, yep. a lot. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't find anything of, like if there was like some kind of like like childhood like event that made her like love Thanksgiving. Other than she just she just she loved, loved she loved fall, exactly. she loved Thanksgiving, and she she was a very very good writer. So and so she did a good job of of, of uh, pop uh, making the feast popular and talking about how fantastic yeah, it was. She used she used her clout through the magazine. She wrote a uh, novel called Northwood. In which uh, she devoted an entire chapter to the fall holiday. Yeah, and basically, like, the, and, and the turkey was the um, centerpiece. Yes, exactly. And she, what I have here, Hale describes as Thanksgiving, Hale describes a Thanksgiving feast where the roast turkey is the bell of the ball with savory stuffing and gravy. Mm. Yeah, and in, 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 in her, uh, through editing the magazine, she she would also publish like uh, recipes for turkey, for like pumpkin pie, which wasn't really associated with Thanksgiving at that point, and a couple other things that we that we now associate with it. So, like when you eat your Thanksgiving meal, like you're basically like eating like the template that she laid Jeez. down in in the 1830s and 40s. And then she and she continues using her clout as the editor and as a writer to write letters and to campaign to senators and various presidents to yeah. push for Thanksgiving to be a national holiday. So she, she does this for 36 yeah, so years. She's not only pushing it through her writing like as a private citizen, right? She's she's also like like petitioning governors, senators, presidents. 36 she years. Wrote, I read a letter that she wrote directly to Abraham Lincoln. It was it was amazing. She she basically just says uh, she's writing the letter and and it, it, she basically point blank tells him, you know, I think you should declare this a national holiday. And in the middle of the Civil War, during the darkest time in the, his, the country's history, Abraham Lincoln heeds her call and essentially has a proclamation on, in November of 1863 calling for Thanksgiving to be a national holiday. Yeah, yep. So he, he was, uh, that, I mean, it was done in, by Washington in 1789. The what the proclamation that Lincoln laid out in 1863 called for it to be the the last Friday. That's what I meant. Okay, thank the, you. I mean, sorry, the last Thursday, Thursday. in November. <clears throat> so that's basically the standard bearer for when the holiday. He 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 put out another proclamation in 1964. 1864. Sorry, 1864. My notes <laughs> are uh, a little messed up here. So 1864 put out the same proclamation, and yeah, so it it basically. Since that proclamation, it's we it's been pretty much celebrated the end of November, yep. the last Thursday. And in 1871, this wasn't good enough for her. She 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 went as far as she was trying to get the Congress by an act of Congress to dub the Thanksgiving a national holiday, yep. which unfortunately she passed away before that actually happened. But it does happen. It does because, happen because yeah. of her work. And so, as I yep. said, we mentioned literary things that occur. So the two journals by the by the people in the 1600s. This work by, by I'm sorry, Miss Hale. And then, I mentioned this earlier, and I think it's important because you mentioned of how turkeys consumed throughout all of holidays. Uh, Charles Dickens' publication of A Christmas Carol in 1843 is also, led to, is also considered a reason that turkey is consumed so often on holidays. And I think it also plays a role. Not so, I understand it's a Christmas story, but I think that 
It played yeah. a role as to it being a special thing also as a turkey. Yeah, I mean, like as we as I mentioned that Christianity is like like the biggest enemy for the turkey. Like, yeah, so like, it's on Christmas, and he he kind of normalized that. She's normalizing it for Thanksgiving, so it's all kind of getting tied together. Where turkey, Christianity, Thanksgiving, it's all being you know. And we mentioned this without mentioning it. Mentioning it, say like with lamb or regular lamb or euros. The reason that turkey also works so well for Thanksgiving is that because, as you mentioned earlier, say not just chickens lay eggs and cows give you milk. Turkeys were big enough to feed, feed large yeah, families. Yeah, so like people coming home can yeah. eat. It's, it still yeah. works that way. Essentially. Yeah, like I don't know. Like we've we've cooked uh, at, when I was a kid. My dad would like uh, cook turkeys or chickens for everyone. On Thanksgiving? No, not Thanksgiving. Say, but like we would have a family gathering and they would they would roast chickens in the yard. And I mean, there was probably like. Ten of them on a spit to feed everyone. Okay. Where, you, where you could have done and that one like big turkey, two or, or two turkeys. turkeys yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah, yeah, it was it was more of a like a big family meal. So real quick about uh, how the holiday came to solidify in so 1939 there were so this is kind of kind of funny. So 1939 there were there were five Thursdays in 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 November. November. Okay. So the retail industry wanted FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, to move Thanksgiving back a week so they could elongate. Because like, it was like that, that, that Thursday um, was the last day of the month mm. of November. So they wanted a longer shopping period. I see. So it, as far back as 1933, the, the shopping, like Thanksgiving is basically the, the starting pistol for Christmas the holiday shopping, shopping period. Yeah. Makes sense. I didn't it may go back it's further. Impressive. I don't know. We I didn't look into that much, but I for at least 1933 it goes back. He didn't do it, right? Right. So it happens again because he was president forever. <laughs> so it happens again in 1939. Okay. So this time he does, does move it, it back. So right. he moves it back to from the fifth Friday, the fifth Thursday, to the fourth Thursday. Apparently, people did not like this at all. Right? <laughs> for some reason, they didn't like it. Uh, it was not popular. Uh, uh, the people were calling it Franksgiving. That's genius. Yeah, <laughs> and just just for the general knowledge, uh, that's a what's called a, a portmanteau, uh, which is the combination of two words. It's not a pun. We're we're talking about puns, and uh, I, I was looking some up, and a real stupid one I found is R.I.P. Boiled water, you will be missed. Get it? Very missed. Good. I like missed. that. So that's a pun. Portmanteau is when you combine two words like bromance, Franksgiving. So that just shows that people were snarky even back then. You know, you didn't, you didn't need Twitter or Facebook to be passive aggressive. And so, so, as this is going on in the 1930s, uh, the National Football League begins to play games on Thanksgiving. Uh, the the Detroit Lions have posted every game from Thanksgiving from 1934 to 1938, and then again from 1945 on. And yeah. in 1966, the Cowboys also decided to host games on Thanksgiving. And then in 2012, NBC started playing a third game on Thanksgiving. So, thank so football becomes a part of the Thanksgiving yeah, tradition and, uh, the, during yeah, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt type I was area. So I was so tied up in turkeys, I didn't, even, I totally forgot. Yeah, that football is basically a tradition. So when Thanksgiving gets solidified on the fourth Thursday, as we know it, this is in 1941, correct? Yep. Yeah, December 26, 1941, FDR signed a joint resolution with Congress fixing the Thanksgiving date. So Congress passed it. They originally passed it as the last Thursday in November, but but the Senate made an amendment 
and it was moved to the fourth Thursday to, to account for in case there's another five Thursday debacle that FDR stepped into. So they wanted to avoid that. So they, they set it fourth Thursday. Typically, it's the last Thursday. Every now and then, it's the second the last Thursday. The way, the way I read it, just to, just to add on to your point. Since being fixed on the fourth Thursday of November by law in 1941, the holiday in the United States can occur on any date from November 22 to November, uh, to November 28. When it falls on November 22 or 23, it is not the last Thursday, but the penultimate Thursday. And that would be this year. No. It's 23rd this year, I believe. So now, uh, think fast forward to 2017, sorry. We have uh, Thanksgiving parades. We have Black Friday. Now it's like thir- it bleeds into Thursday now. Well, like, let's hit the rewind button real quick. Right. In 1947, uh, the National Turkey Federation presents turkeys to be pardoned by the president, which is oh, now yeah, yeah. a yeah, yeah. yeah, a now a tradition as well. I'm sorry. Now yeah. back to the fast forward button. Um, yep. So 2017 Thanksgiving parades. You see them on TV all the time. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't mention that's been yeah. going on forever too. It's a huge. Yeah. It's a huge uh, thing. Um, Macy's. So we got what used to be Black Friday. Now it's Thursday. So like. Thursday night, essentially. Yeah, we'll call it shopping. After I mean, eating, basically. So it starts at 5. It's like You like barely get your meal down. Football's not even over. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get a chance to take a proper Thanksgiving nap. Or, like in my case, pass out. Yes, exactly. A Thanksgiving unconsciousness, I like to call it. Exactly. Because um, naps not a nap. typically last, what, 15, 20 minutes? Half an hour. Yeah, this, is, this is a full long. It'll take me a Thanksgiving sleep. Exactly. Um, We've been four hours. And then shopping buffoonery ensues at Walmarts and other places where people might get trampled. Because you've seen on videos, yes, yeah, crazy. PlayStation Four, inch TV, yep. or something. I don't know. Um, so we've 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 like we do with most everything. We've commercialized it. Yeah. So speaking of commercialization, I'd like to get a little bit into um, domestic. Commercial turkeys. Modern practices with Modern the turkeys. Modern practices of turkeys, yeah. Well, a little backstory on, on, on turkeys. So there used to be something called uh, turkey trot. So a little backstory on turkey slaughtering, I guess we could say. Before we had refrigeration, uh, they used to do these things called turkey trots where they would take the turkeys from where they were being, you know, farmed. Pinned up, pinned yep. up. And they would, they would like, like, it was like a, like a cattle run they would round them up up and and walk them through towns to the nearest butcher so they could be slaughtered and 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 taken for for thanksgiving um so they they would this was called it was also called the great turkey walk um commonly called uh, turkey trot uh, they could cover up to 20 miles a day, and they sometimes put booties on their feet to protect them. The, bir- the birds were, were crowded together real tight, and if they got if the birds became frightened, they could uh, trample each other to death. And it was actually it was said to be worse than a cattle stampede. So I guess if you were walking if you're walking by a group of turkeys can be mean. Turkey trots, Trust me, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. We keep alluding to it. Believe us. So. Um, Arkansas, they have, they still hold an annual turkey trot festival, but, I mean, not to, you know, denigrate the good people of Arkansas, because I'm sure they don't all do this, but for some reason, they throw, they throw turkeys out of planes and off buildings. And, like, I guess the defense is that turkeys can fly, but, so, they can fly, but turkeys only really fly... Low. From, they fly low from, like, treetop to treetop, because a wild turkey will roost in a treetop. Um, I don't know if you know much about aviation, 
I know very little, I know but, very I, little but what I, I do know is it. that when when a plane is in flight, it is typically above the, the trees, trees yes. the tree line. Not, right? No, yeah, agreed. So logically, throwing one out of a plane would probably endanger its life. So they've been known. Turkeys have been known to been killed or maimed during this practice. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but like one year's probably too, too much. Probably should stop doing it. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's. I guess they're getting sued by, I don't know if it's PETA or some aviation organization. I don't know. It's a stupid practice. Hopefully they stop. So let's get into uh, commercial, commercially bred turkeys. Right? Yeah. So some of the bigger ones are um, Butterball. Genio. Um, yep, Genio. Uh, Hormel, Cargill. So they're bred now to be so heavy and prominent in the breast that they can't properly mate with each other. So, That's messed up. Yeah. So they basically. So depending on where you get your information from, and I guess it's all into like what adjectives you add to it. It can either be described as rather scientific, or sexual abuse. Like Metallica says, "All in the eye of the beholder." Yeah. So uh, Peter will tell you that they're being sexually abused. If you, I got some of my information from a University of Illinois website, and they basically said they're artificial insemination so it depends on how you want to look at it it's not natural is what you're basically saying at the end of the day no they're too the the male turkeys are too big they can't can't from what i read they can't mount the hen so it we that's where man comes in some uh and this i i'm not gonna i'll disclaimer here this doesn't happen on every commercial farm right but there is evidence that this does happen. On some commercial on farms. On some commercial farms. At least one. Yeah. So newborn turkeys, they're called poults. They have non-essential body parts removed. And this is because they have them packed in so tightly that that they, they don't want them to poke each other or maim each other. So they'll cut off the, the, the snood, which is the red fleshy part above the, the, um, the beak. They're, they cut off parts of the beak. Uh-huh. Um, toes are removed, um, and this is done to prevent them from damaging damaging themselves, each Injured. other, or or the handlers. Non-essential body parts. That's messed so up. So because of this, and they're not given any kind of like like um, pain relievers or anything. The best that they're given, and and it's not even just for this practice that they're given antibiotics because they're so crowded. Like disease is is high, rampant. rampant. So yep. they give them antibiotics. So if you ever hear people talking about antibiotics in your turkey, that's because ah, commercially farmed. That's what they do. It makes sense. And that was otherwise, otherwise they would huge, die from right? like all their like, hormones, like all rampant stuff. disease. So. Yeah. They, they're, 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 they're pumping these guys full of uh, antibiotics. And in addition uh, to a bunch of the antibiotics, uh, they can also be given uh, rocks, rocks, I'm going to mess this up, rocks arsone. It's an arsenic-based animal drug used to enhance weight and fight parasites. So it's got a two-prong effect. It'll, it'll keep them alive and it make them bolts bigger. them up. Yeah. And it, but it, it's arsenic-based, so it's obviously not good for you. They, you would think, sure right? I mean, your kidneys can filter out a lot of things, but too much arsenic's not good for you. So, they are when they're slaughtered, they're about the, between the ages of six, four to six months. So, I did a little math here, and wait, the turkeys get that big in four to six months? Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, it's abnormal. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. So, in the in a in the wild, the turkey can live up to about four years. So, I if if they're slaughtered at four to six months when their life expectancy is is roughly about four years. That's the equivalent of 
the life expectancy of a 76 year old being killed at nine and a half years old. So just to kind of put it in the perspective, that's kind of some context that we can understand. So, so the slaughtering of the bird, right? And we got to get into this because we're talking about whether or not you should eat a turkey. You already talked, so, about, you already talked about the removal of non-essential body parts. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of and like I <laughs> said, they don't. It, it's That's, not just turkeys that these are just done to. I'm, I've heard that have to other animals. chickens exactly. Too. Yep, yep. And, I mean, the the mass production of of turkeys is. I mean, it it, it can be. I don't know. It's a huge industry. Yeah. It's huge. So. So what slaughterhouses will do is the when so they and especially during you know peak time which right around now um, their slaughterhouses are slaughtering a lot of turkeys. So what they'll do is they'll they will basically the bird will be upside down and then they put them through some kind of like like uh, water that's with uh, electric uh, currents in it. So it stuns the bird to to the point of being unconscious. Then they slice the throat of the bird, and this is done through an automatic blade. Some that, Indiana that Jones and the Last Crusade type of shit, where like yeah, he ducks so down and down, the blade they, comes through. Yeah, it's kind of like a gauntlet that <laughs> oh they go Lord. through, but they don't have the ability because they're so damn big to, to do anything. But anyhow, and they're stunned. Well, what can ha- and then they they slice the throat, and then they put them in boiling water to basically help the removal of the feathers. Unfortunately, what can happen from time to time is if they're if they're moving through the line so quickly. They can either not get properly stunned, or the blade won't catch them, uh-huh. and they're either they're either awake, they're either conscious when they're when they're when their throat is cut and they bleed out, or their throat doesn't get cut, they're conscious and then they're boiled alive. Oh, so it can be a tough a tough road to hoe for a turkey when they're getting through the, uh, the slaughter line. But then you I mean you hear about organic not organic farms but like uh, humane farms where turkeys are able to uh, live a better life and and yeah granted I think the life quality I mean it's still pretty short but it's better at the end of the day you're still getting I mean I watched a video throat slit yeah yeah getting your throat slit I mean it's not fun right like it sucks it's gotta be terrible like it it typically results in In death death exactly so so I watched the video on what, what was considered a humane farm. And granted, you know, I watched it on a PETA-based kind of website. But So they basically, they put it, they, they escorted the turkey out of the turkey roost or whatever they have them in. And they kind of walked him and they said, that, like, oh, the turkey doesn't know what's going to happen. He's calm. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, turkeys are, they say they're intelligent, but they're not, like, so intelligent that they can probably sense. No, when they're about to give Yeah. Yes. So, I kind of take that out of the equation, you know. And so they, they put the turkey in a bag. They sit on the turkey. Someone sits on the turkey, and it becomes really apparent why someone's sitting on the turkey after they, they take the turkey's neck. And the turkey's conscious. Like, they're not, they don't, so they don't, like, sedate them. sedate them or anything. And then someone slices the turkey's neck. Turkey bleeds out, and the reason why someone's sitting on the turkey and the turkey's in a bag is because turkey is like mainly muscle, and the turkey just starts spasming. And I mean, it's obviously going through pain, right? Yeah. Like, bleeding out is not a yeah. fun thing yeah. to have happening. So, yeah, the life the life is better for it, but the end result is still the same. the same. They're yeah. getting their throat sliced, so, so. so that we can eventually eat them. Yeah. So, speaking of the eating of turkey. There's, there's health benefits to eating turkey if you can get over the slaughtering and all that. The, like, I, like I said, I, 
I myself, there's a there's a cognitive dissonance in my head where you're on one hand you have the you know the sanctity of life, and on the other hand you have meat is delicious yeah. and turkey is it's delicious. delicious absolutely. So you, you, I mean, you gotta decide which which one of those outweighs the other. And I mean, one of them is very very selfish, and one of them is righteous, and depending on where, where you want to fall exactly. on, on what day. Yep. So some people, you know, they can make a decision one way or the other. Guys like me kind of float in between forever. So health benefits of turkey, it's really, I mean, it, it, it's low in calories, um, low in fat, um, high in protein, mm-hmm. inexpensive source of iron, zinc, phosphorus, potassium, and B vitamins, which is all things a growing boy needs. <laughs> so before we uh, get to the inevitable conclusion, you got any... Uh, Personal feelings on turkey? Or personal run-ins with turkey? There's a couple. There's two things. I like to talk about turkey and food. Yeah. And then actual turkeys. So, one thing as an immigrant that I find fascinating about this country, and I think it's one of the things that, you know, when we fall and they talk about the United States thousands of years from now, I think they'll talk about the Constitution. I think they're going to talk about our sports culture. And I think they're going to end up talking about how America was like the country of foods. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best part of this place is that wherever you are, you can find all kinds of foods from all over the world because there are so many people that come here. And like I think that Thanksgiving is awesome because so many people pick up on the foods and bring their own things to them. Like it's a unique holiday in that way. I guess the best quote that I have for it is something like this: In the early 20th century, things like turkey and cornbread and stuffing were something that was taught to new to the new who were then immigrants as a way of Americanizing them. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, like, what I end up finding is, like, that's true, but then after you've been here for a while, you do your own shit as a, as a whatever, Latin American cooking turkey or eating Thanksgiving. You know, like, so I spent Thanksgiving in El Salvador last year. My father yeah. made a real effort to make it, like, a Thanksgiving. Like, we, he invited all his friends, and we had a Thanksgiving dinner in the sense that there's an, a, there's an a, a El Salvadoran turkey sandwich that's kind of famous in the country. Yeah. Like, it's... I can't even really explain it. It's big slices of turkey with all kinds of stuff in it. You know what I mean? And that's very, very good. Like, so, like, that's my point. This is how, in Central America, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Like, it's it's because there are so many people that come here and that leave, they take those traditions with them. I find it to be a really unique holiday. Yeah, I was talking to a, a friend of mine from China, and I asked her, what like, what's her centerpiece at Thanksgiving? Is, it, is she typically turkey? Um, she said, uh, I mean, she said she makes a turkey breast, but she also, the, the centerpiece is duck. duck. See, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like, that, that's what America's often about. Like, you can take everything and make each holiday your own yeah, when you come here. That, that, that's what's fantastic about it. One of the things I really like about it, besides the family stuff. Now, real turkeys. So, as Brian said, we, talk about, he talked about the east side having turkeys. So, we live in River West. We're very close to the east side of Milwaukee. And Brian works in the east side of Milwaukee. So my brother was living back at home for a little while. And he was uh, either coming home very late or very, very early. And he said that he was driving home. And he noticed this lady, like a small lady, petite woman, running away from an enormous turkey. Like a huge, giant turkey. And bastards will chase you down. And this turkey was like just messing with her. He was was just kind of chasing her, not doing anything, right? Like... I then talked to him again later, or maybe one of our friends tells us about how he ran into this turkey chasing a pizza delivery dude. Yes. And, like, the difference is that the pizza delivery dude either fought back or did something. 
But the turkey here now got ultra-aggressive and chased him down and really started messing with him. The guy had so, actually run away scared. I'm sure they have this all over the place, but there's they on the east side, There's a, they have $5 hot and ready pizzas. Yep. And there's a lot of students over there <laughs> on the east side. So students are always walking out of that joint with $5 hot and ready pizza. And a lot of times they're walking down and they're eating it while they're walking, right? So this turkey starts chasing this kid down. And like I mentioned, like turkeys can run up to 25 miles an hour. And if you're holding a pizza, and probably like if you eat $5 hot and ready pizzas on a regular basis, you're probably not in the greatest of shape. <laughs> so apparently this kid was screaming for his life. life. And this turkey was going for And this for turkey him. was going at him. Yep. And, and they've, I think they've, I haven't seen turkeys lately much. But like, so when I, where I work, it's a weird situation. I work at a university, so I park far off of campus, and then I walk. On my where I walk, there was tons of turkey, a lot of turkeys. Like, and they don't they don't just hang out by themselves. They they There's move a bunch of them. It's like a gang, right? Yeah. Like a gang. Yeah, up to no fuck, up to no sorry, up to no good. So there was this abandoned house, not abandoned, but it, uh, I think the people moved and they were trying to sell it, but they weren't in it, and they were constantly just chilling on the stoop, mean mugging. <laughs> Like, I had to walk by them every morning, and they, I could feel them were, staring at me. They were protecting their neighborhood. Yeah, awesome. and when they, weren't, when they weren't in, like, hanging out on this dude's porch, mean mugging on folks, particularly me, they were roosting up in the trees, and then, they I mean, turkeys shit a lot. Oh, God. So, I had, I actually, because the, the house that they were chilling in, that was like, I would, I would park on that side of the street. So, I started going, walking to the other side of the street, because... I was either going to get shit on or step in it or possibly get chased by one of these turkeys trying to, like, you know, like, get me off their turf. And then one time I was walking, and they're all, like, chilling on this car, like a group, like a gang of them, like like, like juvenile delinquents, just, just like, leaning on some dude's hood. Like, what? what? Do? Well, I was what like, you, man, what I, went, I, went, I, I went around to another block. <laughs> I went a block out of my way to get away from these turkeys. <laughs> I seen them shooting. Oh, they were, like, people would chew them off their lawns and... And They're up to no good. Well, I found one that... Delinquents. I don't know if it was necessarily up to no good, but she was taking care of her eggs. So, well, yeah, that's... So, yeah. here in the Midwest... I'm I, thinking I these know, were these were Toms. Let me tell you, in the same area. So, here in the Midwest, I don't know what stuff's like in other parts of the country. We have basements. I'm not sure if they have basements everywhere else. So, as a result of having basements, we have windows at our ground level. Yeah. And we have what are called window wells. Window well, yeah. And so... Like, my, my brother and my stepfather would catch this turkey, this big-ass turkey, like, lurking in the shadows, like, right at my stepfather's house, like, constantly. And, like, we end up finding out that the turkey was hatching its eggs, roosting yeah. in a window well. So, like, my stepfather would, like, leave it a bowl of water or something like that, like, like to be nice. But, like, that's where it was hanging out, in my neighbor's window well. That future turkey, exactly. delinquent turkey street gang. So, yeah, so, I mean, I've had some run-ins with turkeys. So, apparently, there's, like, a sanctuary, like, a wood sanctuary or wood lawn sanctuary in the east side of Milwaukee, and oh. apparently, you can't do anything about these turkeys. Like, you can't shoot them, you can't, no. you have to let them live. Like, yeah. you have to let them just take over. No, I, I've, I've never, never had that. the urge to hurt one. Of course not, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you want to get rid of them, you really can't. Like, yeah. there's no way to do I, it. I like, they, to get, they're protected. I just want to get out of their path of destruction. Right. And, and, Understood. And feces. <laughs> so... And so after, uh, and so like I said, back to our, our, our thesis, right? The thesis here is that turkey should not be eaten during Thanksgiving. Well, well basically, 
do you need to eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Right. That was that, and the perception is yes, right? I mean, that's that's the general that perception it, right yeah. now that turkey and Thanksgiving are inexplicably tied yeah. together. Yes. And I mean, as we oh. as we talked, yeah. I mean, going back as far as 1830 at least, I mean, and probably even further, turkey turkey For has sure. been a centerpiece of the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving meal. And I mean, that's not to say that if you don't have turkey, you're doing Thanksgiving wrong, but like turkey is. So the analogy that I use is whatever what 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 Santa Claus is the Christmas turkey is the Thanksgiving, right? right? Like, and it, but we've and and what we've done with Christmas in the commercialization of it, you know, we're, we've kind of you know made it what, what the word is what is, is it, uh, non secular. Okay, yeah. Same with Thanksgiving. It's Santa Claus. Right. It, it's all about Santa Claus and, and gift giving and, and buying presents and stuff like that. And and, tur- and Thanksgiving is all about like eating a turkey, right? Like, it's like no, well, family gathering. It's, family it's, gathering, it's a, yeah, yeah. But it's like all the religious connotations have kind of been, yes, it was been point religious, out of it, and you know, everyone secular. gets together to eat a turkey. Yeah. I mean, same with we do pretty much the same thing on Christmas too. But like when you look at it, like it, the it, and it's been commercialized just like Christmas has. Where, but it's basically the the lead up to Christmas, where exactly. like you go, you eat your Thanksgiving meal, and then you go and you spend an absurd amount of money on you know things you probably don't need so and I mean I don't I don't know where you come down it's a tough one for me like I said like I didn't I mean I knew about the like the mistreatment of animals and commercial farms I mean like I said we're not saying it happens everywhere right I know more about it now than I did going into it so it's kind of hard to to look at a turkey and say hey can't wait. That's the one. Can't wait to see That's you on my other plate. Yes, yeah, exactly. Let me get that one. <laughs> that one with the big breasts. So, like, you know, and we're not going to, so, and then, so you have that argument, right? The uh, the, the cognitive dissonance, as I mentioned, I'm not going to go raise a turkey and slaughter it myself, right? right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to go hunt a turkey and you, like you said I can't shoot one of, one of the <laughs> the delinquent the juvenile delinquents that are hanging out on the on the east side Inside, anyhow yeah. so like where would I where would I get a turkey other than get one from a commercial farm so if I want to eat a turkey I have to get over my qualms if you will yeah yep. so but I mean and it's almost uh, seems and then it seems sacrilegious not to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving right it just I wouldn't go that far but I know what you're saying I, I know what you're saying so where are you coming down? I guess is what I'm asking. So I mean, that being said, I mean it's not it's not intrinsic to Thanksgiving, but it's almost more to me. It almost seems like it's more of a mascot now at this point than like I think you can have Thanksgiving and you can put up all your your turkey decorations, right? And you don't have to eat a turkey, and you can still be doing Thanksgiving, Absolutely. right? Yep. Right? I mean, I totally it's agree. like it's it's it is it's the San, it's Santa Claus, it's it's the visual representation of the holiday, the turkey. Yep. Whether or not you eat a turkey, I don't think matters. So I don't think you need to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving to to do Thanksgiving right. So I'm I'm saying you do not have to eat the so turkey. So you will give turkeys an alternative history. I'm point. giving turkeys an alternative Very history. Good. I am. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I don't cook Thanksgiving dinner. If I did, I would. I would pardon the turkey. Right. Well, I mean, as we said, they are inexorably linked. Like, like turkey was not essentially turkey may not even be part of the original meal, yeah. and now 
90% of us consume it every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so like, and, and, and when I said it's not intrinsic to Thanksgiving, I'm talking about like the historical Thanksgiving that we talked about earlier where it was a worldwide right. phenomenon. But the thing about Thanksgiving, we, we though, no. Now, though, yeah. Agree, no, it's not even... The thing is, like, the when you say those fall harvests compared to Thanksgiving, I agree with you, but I think that Thanksgiving is such a uniquely American holiday. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, the way, the way we celebrate it now... Yeah, and and with turkeys being such a uniquely North American bird, like I have problems separating them from the holiday, and like I want to because going into this, I'm glad that you brought up all the information you did about the inhumane treatment because I have both vegan and vegetarian family members and friends who like don't necessarily like Thanksgiving, but they like to hanging out with the people, but it's not like a holiday that they. Sure really invest themselves in and so I'm essentially not going to give them the alternative history I'm going to say that turkey should stay because I love turkey what I would advise people after what we learned today again and after talking to my vegetarian and vegan friends I say you know why not once the next two or three years with all the food that you eat on Thanksgiving maybe pass on the turkey and just eat all the sides and I think you'll be fine and you won't have to feel so bad about killing turkeys and you can still eat turkeys the rest of your life yeah you know, like, like, so I like, think, I'm glad that we really did this one. I know this was a little different than we normally do, but I, I was interested in finding out some of the information that we learned today. It was a pretty yeah, good it was topic uh, for it sure. was eye opening, and um, I mean, this finding out all this stuff oh, and uh, tied with the fact that I that nasty turkey that I <laughs> ate the other day is that's good. Probably right. Just, you probably just cooked that shit wrong. Nah, I don't know, man. Whatever I did, I didn't. It, 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 I didn't like it. So you got messed up. What happened to the boys? They're fine. So yeah, that's just probably you. Wait, no, that's because I eat like a pig, right? Like I can't, like, so. <laughs> I had I, I had three brothers and they were all bigger than me, so it was a race to eat. So you so still I eat, eat quick. that way? You, yeah. haven't, you haven't broken like, that it bad might, habit. Like, like it might be gone. Like like there's no such. I don't know what a left what leftovers means. That's awesome. So I eat food quickly, and the boys took like two or three bites. The, the the crazy thing was when I took the the burgers or the we, we turned it into sloppy Joe, and when I took it away from him, like for the first time ever taking away food from Benson, he's like, I want to eat that. It was good. Like he hates everything. <laughs> like he never wants to eat. That's he's constantly man, man, taking a dump and like he's excusing himself to take a dump during dinner so he doesn't have to eat. That's outrageous. Yeah. So anyhow, so I mean that you know I I'm I'm thinking next Thanksgiving I'm gonna try duck. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Tell them how to get a hold of us. Uh, we are at uh, Alternative History Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Alternative History and on Twitter at Alt History PC. Please retweet if you see us. Yeah. Also, we're on Google. We're on iTunes. Please subscribe. Play, iTunes, yep. Please subscribe and please uh, please comment. And comment. Please rate. Yeah. We yeah, really appreciate still... it. It would really help us out if you could do that for us. We really, we really would help us out an awful lot. And before we finish, I know this is going to sound corny. I joke about like the dozens of listeners. All across our platforms, we are now at like dozens and dozens of listeners. I just want to say thank you guys all yeah, the time for listening to us. Because like, we know that you could watch movies, watch TV, you guys could be listening to music, y'all could be reading books on your tablets, y'all could be reading stuff in real life, like books and magazines. We just appreciate you guys listening to us. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thanks a lot, everybody. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You thought the episode was over, but it's not.
We want your money. This here is a shameless plea for you to donate to our Patreon account. We are at patreon.com slash alternative history podcast. As of right now, we're a non-for-profit organization that just keeps yeah. bleeding money. So if you can yeah. help us out, it'd be great. Ain't gonna lie. We want your money. We have our own money. Not a lot of it. But, but we some. want your money. Yes. Your money is better than our money. So please donate. In all honesty, uh, there is a, some significant costs associated with running the podcast. The website upkeep, the technology involved with doing all this, not not to mention the, you know the time and the effort that we put into it. So if you do really appreciate it, we would appreciate it if you made a donation. If you want it to be considered hush money to shut us up, fine. You say that. Send a message. You tell us that. We'll do it. We'll be Twenty bucks. Don't ever make another podcast. In all seriousness, we know that you guys can be spending your time on other things. We appreciate you guys listening to us greatly. So spend your time and your money on us. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day.